This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Chanae Ogumike. I'm Lisa Leslie, and we're very excited to tell you about our new podcast with Blue Wire, Front and Center. Lisa and I are breaking down what's going on in our lives, in the world, and keeping it 100. We're also learning from amazing guests as well, like Emmanuel Acho. People that show love to me, I forever got their back. Vivica A. Fox. If the foundation isn't right, then the rest of it's going to go wrong from there. And more. Subscribe to Front and Center today. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, hello, my friend. Hello, Rob. All right, let's get into this. I got a text from you and to uh, uh, you and Michael Scott and I with a teaser. A teaser. Teaser. We should. I'll, I'll, I'll send go, that out too on our Twitter as we do this. Great. Did you go to Taco Bell? I did go to Taco Bell. You did I, go to Taco Bell. I. Threw did my you eat the Taco Bell I yet? threw my son in the back seat after we all we to shower, all brushed his teeth. I said, "Zach, we need to go for a ride." <laughs> threw, it in the Taco G- Bell. threw it in the GPS because I don't know where Taco Bell is because I don't go there. Um, <laughs> took him out in the rain, made the whole effort. I was like, "This is for the show. It's still a bay, still a taco day." My good friend Mookie, who has been very kind to me throughout the years, two years ago today. We won the World Series, which seems like 20 years ago at this point. um, It was in L.A. celebrating that. So I said, what better way than to celebrate Mookie and his success than going to Taco Bell and breaking the streak and having my first ever Taco Bell. So I went there, pulled up with my son, was going to bring it home for you to see me eat it live on on the podcast. The streak will continue, my friend. Why? How? They were not participating in the promotion. They were not a participating location in the Steel Base Steel Taco. I will forever never eat Taco Bell. What? Ever? Oh, wait, they, you, they, wait, 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 wait. So you went all the way to Taco Bell, says I'm going to get my free taco. Yep. They said I'm not participating. You just didn't buy they asked, a no, they asked, they asked, cent they asked taco. Me, so okay, so they asked me to pay for it. I didn't bring my wallet because I wasn't going <laughs> to pay for anything. <laughs> And out of principle, there was absolutely no chance I was paying for that taco. Zero percent chance. You didn't have enough like change in the little change drawer nope. next to you. I don't care if say. I had a billion dollars on me. There was no way I was paying for that free taco. <laughs> they didn't participate. They're Taco Bell. Aren't they supposed to participate? If, so I thought the same thing. Go on the website. It says at participating locations. And I'm like, okay. Because even I pull up. The first thing it says is like takeout only order ahead so like i download the app i have the app now on my phone i download the app i'm sitting i'm sitting in the parking lot send me some taco bell then i i open it up i go to put in my order and the los doritos taco isn't there 
So go in. That's a shame in general. So I go in. I'm like, hey, I'm here to get the free taco for the promotion. They go, oh, we're not a participating location. Oh, uh, that's bull. I would have been so mad too. I was like, uh, never mind. And they're like, well, it's a dollar. It's a dollar twenty nine or something like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm all <laughs> and set. You said no. <laughs> you just bails. Peace out. So what yo, are you yeah. teaching your kid? Yo. What are you teaching your he kid? He wasn't Is that inside. The life lesson he wasn't inside. Teach? He wasn't with me. He was. I had to leave him in the car. But don't tell my wife. Um, so. <laughs> so you left your kid in the car? I was you trying didn't go to the drive through. They didn't have a drive through. No, right. This was, was take out only. Take out only. Okay. It was. This was. I. I was. I didn't know. First of all, I thought they'd have <laughs> a drive through. Left your kid in the car. I thought they'd have a drive through. They had oh, no drive through. This is like a 2020 episode or something. They had no drive through, which got me even more like, oh, geez, I have to go inside now. I have to put the mask. Oh, was this on. Natick? No, it was the town over. It was Framingham. Should have known better. Anyway, like, I. The streak continues. I did my part. I tried to eat Taco Bell. I went there with good intentions, packed up my son, pouring rain, the whole nine yards, get there, no taco. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm crushed for you. I love, hold on, first off, you know, we talk about effort and attitude. You went in there with great effort, uh, probably a big <laughs> smile on your face. Then went all the shit after that. Poor attitude as I left. Let's put it that way. Poor I mean, attitude, yeah, right. Very poor attitude, but good Oh, effort. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in this, but it is funny <laughs> that you wouldn't, like, out of principle, spend the 87 cents. I, well, to... I couldn't if I wanted to. I didn't have my wallet. But you probably have quarters and stuff in the in the change compartment and the cigarette. I was holder. not going to walk back outside into my car to look for change to come back in to give them the satisfaction of not participating <laughs> in the Steel Bay Steel Taco. Oh my god! So, the, the, I'm actually the sorry sh- for you. Streak continues. The streak continues. Right, I even had, I, I even I sent I sent pictures of the the GPS to my other buddies, being like, "Up oh, about to break the streak," and they're telling me what to order and all these things to get. I'm like, "Nope." Yeah, going because the, they're good people. Getting the free taco. It's for the show. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I was. I wasn't gonna even give you that. Those pictures I sent you mm-hmm. was because it was a fail. I wasn't even gonna tell you. I was gonna unveil the Taco Bell <laughs> live on the show. Oh, like, man. look what I got. And it would have been delicious. And completely just oh. backfired. I, I gave it effort, the, the, the completion of the, the, the task. Complete <laughs> F. Complete F. Oh, and then I'm crushed. My, my wife, she goes, did you go to Taco Bell? I was like, yeah. She yeah, because she was probably excited about it. She's like, no, she's never had it either. Um, oh. she's, like, where's your, she's like, where's your taco? I'm like, oh, they weren't participating. And I was out of spite. And I, but I, all the way, by the way, I didn't, I didn't have my wallet either. She's like, so that's on you. You're like, you didn't bring your wallet. And I'm like... <laughs> right I'm like, I'm like it's i go no it's free it was Were you gonna free. get rachel a taco no she no she would she wouldn't know uh, you know it's one it was one free per person that's the yeah, deal but you can buy her one no i was not paying a dollar for these free tacos <laughs> this, this, you're not hearing it was steal a base steal a taco i know but i was saying it like best case scenario you would have gotten a free taco and you would have gotten home and said hey rach she sorry yeah, sorry. Uh, it was. I mean, like, no, it's for the show. It's. It's. The, the, I couldn't. Could I put that in as expense? You gotta get fire sauce too. Yeah, you can give an expense. <laughs> <laughs> an expense. Taxable deductions. Dollar twenty nine. Taco uh, Bell. Just send the receipts in. Uh, yeah, put it on my tab. But yeah, so I, I gave it my all. Uh, that participating location was not participating. Therefore, the streak will now. I think, out of spite, forever continue. I can't. Ugh. I don't begrudge. The overall corporation of Taco Bell, because obviously they can't control which franchisees do or what they don't do. But it was also, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, because I'm not familiar with the Taco Bell world. It was a half KFC, half Taco Bell. Where'd you go to a mall? 
No, I'm no, no, because the mall one. I did the mall one came up as my closest one because I'm right. I will say KFC is overrated. I have I have had KFC, but probably not since I was seven or eight years old. Um, my father-in-law loves KFC. Oh like, God, he's like it doesn't even look know, good. No, even... like those kind of like mashed potatoes that are like for probably like Mm-mm. those flakes where you like now, add water to it. Popeyes, Popeyes is legit. Popeyes uh, is good. Popeyes is good. Chick Fil A obviously king, but Popeyes king. Popeyes so. for the fried chicken versus KFC. Not even close. no KFC is not good. So KFC yeah, I don't know if that good. was part of the reason that they weren't participating. Like the they... gravy feels like it came out of like an oil drum. Uh it's like not I the... literally haven't had it. I only have seen it on the commercials, but I'm just like ever like, ooh. Not I'm... in. Not in Taco Bell a million times better. Again, I have nothing against Taco Bell. Literally I've not have avoided right. it. Not like, oh I won't eat it, but well, so I one failed. day when we're allowed to go out of our houses again for real. Uh, well now we you can. have to watch the office. I made it I don't have to do anything. You didn't do anything. <laughs> yes I did. I got in my car and drove there. I uh, no. That doesn't that doesn't equate. They'd be like I'm going to go to what, Netflix, press, what, pause, and then my computer freezes, and then <laughs> yeah, it sure. doesn't work, <laughs> and then say, I'm out forever. I feel, I feel like that's fair. I don't know. That seems <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'll continue to not watch <laughs> The Office? Is that what you're saying? Why, why, am I, why am I? I'm trying to add this to our Twitter feed, and it's showing me two... Tech, what is going on right now? I think the world is. I'm you trying to add photos. Technology. You sound like a hundred years. There's old right two now. photos for me to add. I don't want to. I want to add whatever photos I have. All photos. You don't want to add all your photos. God, no, it's like it's talking even, to an 87. I know. I'm very right technology advanced. I actually am very good at technology, and it's not letting sounds, me. Sounds sounds like no, it, Chris. Look. Why look, is this adding all my photos? Look, no, it's it's only giving me two the options. Like I want to. You're on the wrong. Uh, it's looking in the know. wrong album. Yeah, I don't know. I'll figure it out as we do I this. got nothing but faith. <laughs> what? What's this? E- electronic mail? Uh, Email? Yeah. Can't even get a free taco right, so I don't know. Right? You're kind of... You know, uh, by the way, they should have done... Uh, we should have done you for uh, a day in the life because that would have been great content for our uh, Instagram feed. But uh, the day in the life uh, pictures that I put up today... They were kind of fun. Kind of fun to do. Nailed it, buddy. That's content. That was content. Content. Content's king. It started off early. Got to hit the uh, hit the gym. The gym being my basement with like the rubber bands. Uh, yeah, the the um, P90X or whatever. No, it's what are they called? What the uh, resistance bands? The resistance bands. Yeah, but there's like TTRX, TRX. Yeah, but that's, uh, I think that's different too. TRX, anyway, I got them on Amazon uh, because I don't want to go to the gym because I feel like sweaty people breathing on each other's bad. The gym seems like the last place on earth anyone should go right now, other than some other things that are happening in society. But the gym seems like a breeding ground for COVID. Gyms are kind of gross in general. To begin with, yeah. I, I, I went to them during COVID. Like a, but then when the baby started coming, I was like, I probably shouldn't be here. Um, uh, probably not. But they could open the windows and that kind of stuff, so it felt better. But I'm not, I'm not going anytime. I'm not going anytime soon. But anyway, the day in life was fun. Uh, I thought people uh, would enjoy that. I think we've gotten some positive feedback too. Uh, everything from my private, uh, personal life. I'm not say private life, but your uh, personal life. Uh, from taking the kids to school, but then also showing. I wanted to show more from Polar Park. My day got so freaking hectic that 
I had like these meetings in the construction trailer and then it was like, I got to go. And uh, I never got out to the ballpark. The ballpark now has, um, has grass. Uh, Polar Park now has grass. I like, saw that. They were putting the, the turf thing. down. I saw the, the, the video you guys produced with the, um, the turf management You know company. what was there? The uh, news, like the chopper, the pop, 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 the, the, like the helicopter? Uh, they, they were sh- like shooting it live, Channel 5 in Boston. Big deal, baby. Big deal. Sod's a big deal. Sod's a big deal. So uh, the day in life stuff's been good. We just uh, posted something. We'll post some more stuff as I um, do a couple last things here tonight. And um, post this podcast. Be ready to go at midnight. We usually drop these things at midnight or post at midnight at least. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I just tweeted out on our page to give everyone a tease or the Taco Bell um, where they'll be and having listened to this already through this point, they'll be highly disappointed of what they heard. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry to let you all down. (laughs) I will make amends. One day I will do this. I will make amends. Maybe, maybe I'll find a 24 seven Taco Bell after this podcast is done recording and make my way there to accomplish the mission before midnight. <laughs> I'll go um, on an adventure. If my wife's if, I, if we end this and my wife's sleeping, maybe I'll go on an adventure and find Taco Bell. <laughs> maybe that's fingers, what I'll do. Fingers crossed that she's uh, she's passed out because I I want to see it. I want to see it. Um, so that was good. Uh, that was good. The um, so from one of the things that I think I wanted to um, that I wanted to talk through uh, business. I'll call it business related. Right. Right. Really, what we. Yep. Make these, uh, what we do this podcast for is not talking about Taco Bell. But I think there's some, we've gotten some feedback about our listeners who are making the transition from entry level to now managing people and the going from worrying about yourself to worrying about others, I think is a difficult one. It's, the hardest transition in business you'll ever make. So, you know, one of the things that I think I struggled with when I was doing this is part of the, you always want to have good rapport with people. Don't get me wrong. But you got to go from like being buddies, like hanging out and doing that kind of stuff to being a boss, which is really hard, right? It's like, you want to still have that, hey, man, or like, you know, let's building that camaraderie. But also like at some point you got to say like, hey, man, you need a kick in the ass or you 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 need something to uh, you need something to get going. And we're going to have to have a tough conversation. Right. You haven't hit your you know, you haven't in, in my world. Right. Sell, selling stuff. You haven't sold anything in a month. Right. So like we got to have a hard conversation about that. So and I think that's hard. Yeah, no, the fine line of being friendly and friends and the boundary of knowing where is too far, right? To be able to still be the boss and having respect. Uh it's it's definitely the especially when you're younger and our in our in our business leads to younger managers than most other industries, I'd say. Oh yeah. To be the twenty six or twenty seven year old and all of a sudden out of the circle of group of people who commiserate or complain about the boss like you or right you know, like you can't be involved in that because you're no you're now part of management um 
it's a very tricky thing to to transition into early in your career or any part in your career for that matter. But uh, it's it's one of the most important aspects of being a good manager is figuring out that balance, right? Because you don't want to all of a sudden become this hardo that is like I'm the boss and like yeah what I say goes and blah blah blah. I'm the smartest person <clears throat> in the room. If you if you ever like whatever I say goes, like that guy or gal can go straight to hell. Straight to hell, uh, right. and and also like, no one's gonna no one's gonna respect you at that point. They might fear you, but they're not gonna respect you. And the, there's a big difference in terms of being a good manager and what you accomplish in that time frame. But yeah, look, I I would say you need to be able to understand that as you transition into a manager role, that your employees don't work for you. You work for them. Your job right. is to make them better. Your job is to be there for them, to coach them, to build them up, to take your job, to move along to another organization in a managerial role if that's what they want, or make them better communicators or better email like writers. Whatever it is to, that they are struggling with is your job to make them better, not for them to be at your call at beck and foot. Like it's just not yeah, the way it works. The one, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> one thing that I um. I, I think is a, a great example, right? Example is, you know how like, you know, if something bad's going on and in the office, it's like everyone's just like complaining, 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 uh, or talking about this one situation. And you as a typical, you know, entry level or non-managerial status person is, usually feeds into that, right? I think one of the things that... Uh, people trans have a trouble transitioning is when that scenario comes up is saying, all right, that's in the past. We got to go do this, right. Is making, um, is having empathy be like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but we've got to go do this. Yes. And dragging people out of that because it's easy to kind of get into the weeds and get into that stuff and to have those kind of, I'm not calling nitpicky conversations, but like, you know, Oh, did you hear what this happened? Or did you do that? Like, Nah, man, like you've got to say, yeah, whatever situation, it might not be the best. You might not agree with it. You can show empathy, but then it's like, guys, what are you going to do? No, we got to, you like, have to motivate. You have to motivate, right? Let's you, go. We're going to go do this together. You know, you're, uh, you're, follow me and we can do it. Your job is to listen a thousand percent of the time to your employees and hear what they have to say. But it's also your job to take what they've told you and put it back on them with a solution, right? There's a solution to every problem as long as they don't do anything unethical, essentially. And yep. look, life is about choices to it at a certain point. And if someone is extremely continually unhappy in their communication with you and consistently complaining, I've done this many times. I'd be like, look, are you even happy here anymore? Just ask that question, right? Like, are you happy in your job? Do you like what you do? Do you want to work here anymore? And just let that person answer the question. And if they come back with no, you've gotten to the root of the problem. Like, okay, then let's fix that because if you're not going to be happy here, no matter what we figure out for you, let's find you the place that you need to be. And sometimes that solves a huge issue, which is morale within the staff because one negative person who's spewing just negativity <clears throat> consistently yeah, right. is going to bring down everybody. And it's your job too, as the boss, to weed that out. It's also your job to make sure... The people that are doing a phenomenal job and provide effort and attitude and making you look good, 
you recognize in however many different ways you can and not take that person for granted whether and you the other thing that you learn as a as a manager is everyone is motivated by different aspects of business some are motivated by money some are motivated by recognition some are motivated by career growth and titles you need to get to the root of that for every one of your employees and you cannot manage in a box you have to figure out what motivates each person and use that to get that person going and manage in the box what do you mean like you can't just be like this is how everyone's exactly like me or everyone's oh, exactly right, like right, this right, person right, right 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 you need i would to- say i i think i say this is like we're all going to be held to the same standard right to use a mike tomlin phrase of pittsburgh steelers who are six and oh by the way the standard's the standard <laughs> but the way we you know we treat this person compared to this person is going to be different because they're unique right so i don't well, when you think say treat there's... it's when you when you say treat it's it's how you motivate it uh, yeah imagine motivate them right it's you know that person might have different strengths so you try to build to those strengths and not try to you know if they're really weak at something just don't keep asking for their weakness figure out a, a way around it right is try to build to their strengths I've also I've also learned this really so I got told this advice a long long time ago unfortunately to say those words is when you have you have A employees you have B employees and you have C employees right on the staff like you'd be like that person's an A and that and A's can go wherever and always be an A it doesn't matter right B's you can coach up you can get better you can get them to become an A inside your system for sure you're never getting a C to an A. It's never going to happen. Like the C's could get to a B, but you're not making a C and A. C's, C's, C's are C's and they're necessary for sure within an organization, but you're never going to make everybody an A. That's just never going to happen. Um, so understanding that was key for me to realize everyone isn't going to be just like me or just like the top person that's underneath me performing that my job is to get the most out of that person and have them play a specific role but yeah. also not expect them to all of a sudden become and change their personality and change the way they do business to become the a like my job was to get the b's to become a's and the a's you just don't want to really mess with right you kind of just turn them do their thing like like tune them up and let them go like the people who try and mess with the a's as managers are the worst possible managers like you're getting in the way of success let that person do their thing it might not be what you do it might not be how i do it but if you produce whatever role you're in sales community relations public relations you do you you do you the i think too there's this perception you know when you interview young people or up they don't always have to be young but up and coming people is i want to be in management i want to be in management i want to be in management i also want to say be careful what you wish for. Management isn't always great, right? Like if you are in uh, a good role, like management isn't for everyone. And no. it's not a negative no. if you're not like a manager. Like that's that's, that's They're okay. They're very right? different roles. Look, just because you're the best at a sport doesn't make you a good coach. Doesn't make if you're the smartest person in the room, doesn't make you the best teacher, right? Just because you're the best within the department doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a good manager. It's a very, very, very different skill sets. I've worked for people who, in in the sales world who are okay salespeople 
but great sales managers. I've worked for people who are great salespeople, but are terrible managers. <laughs> so yeah, right. it's a, it's doesn't, it doesn't correlate. They're very, very different skill sets in terms of being able to do what we just described and being that manager. And it, again, when you're first transit and we, we were talking about transitioning into a manager role for the first time, don't come in like, you know, everything be okay to ask for help from other managers, other people in the business, right? You're not going to be able to solve world problems by yourself. And I'm going to tell you this. The one thing you no one prepares you for is you better have a psychology degree because you deal with every imaginable problem you could ever think of. Yeah, because you're not only worrying about their professional life, but their personal lives matter too. Hugely. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> that's probably one thing I stink at. Is the personal personal side of things? I, You know, I, I, I find it difficult to know where the line is of like where are you kind of getting too deep and you know i kind of let the other person bring it out but like i don't know that's for me it's a kind of a sticky situation where you got to know what's kind of going on in their life and they've got you know boyfriends or girlfriends and that kind of stuff but like i don't know i i struggle with if i'm being honest i struggle with that a bit and mainly because i think my day is like jammed with all kinds of stuff. And I just kind of want to get to the point of why we're talking. Right. And it's a usually professional. And I struggle with like the, Hey, how's your day going? What happened this weekend? Um, you know, that, <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the greatest at that. And I think that's also something that, you know, for me personally could always get better. at. So I have found in my history with dealing mainly with younger Younger people, uh, specifically in our industry, because I think it's the challenge. Most people have either moved or picked up and gone to live in a situ new city. Yeah. That a lot of their issues or unhappiness stems outside of the office. Yeah, right. And just being that sounding board, not necessarily having all the answers for them, but being able to provide them that, look, we've all been there. It's It's not easy. And you need to make sure you're taking care of your home because if you're not okay when you walk through the door mentally because you're dealing with issues at home, it doesn't matter. It'll never be able to be good at work. Like you, It takes a rare person to be able to just flip that switch and turn off their home problems to come into work and be fine, right? Like if you're dealing with some things that are coming yeah. from your home life and you come into work and you're now like, your, your boss is like, oh, you got to make sure you go do this. We're gonna about to work 65 hours the next three days. You're like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like it's... You got it's sometimes it's the conversations that you really don't want to have where you actually get to the root of the problem. Yeah. Uh, um, but I, so I think you're, you're right. And I think for the, <clears throat> you know, people who are trying to make the transition or want to make the transition, right. For me, it's like, you got to be careful, but you know, you've got to also kind of have a pulse of what's, what, what's going on. I, I always felt like I did pretty good of like pulse of what's going on at the office I don't think that I ever did a good enough job of like a pulse of like, is everything all right at home? Yeah, or and like, that's that's a loaded question, right? Because you, you're you get a very delicate answer of where you've mentioned where's that line, uh, and like I've I've had the conversation with like I'll, we talk about we I think it's good to have honest, open, transparent conversations that help people in real world situations. I've had conversations with people about their girlfriends or their boyfriends because there's opportunities in our industry that usually require you to move and like what to do and how to weigh that between, well, they're not necessarily 
willing to just go anywhere anytime. And I'm like, okay, well you guys actually have to have that conversation as a couple because the longer you put it off, you're, you're, you're avoiding the inevitable at some point in your career, in this career, right? Like you're not going to work at the Lowell devils or the Albany devils for the next 20 years. Like you're going to have to make a decision to move and being open and honest and transparent with your significant other at a, the right time is going to help you take that stress and put it aside when you're making your career changes or you're making your decision when a job comes up. Cause if you have that still in the back of your mind, am I even able to pursue this? It's tough, but going back to manager, the other thing we should address with this and get most of our, we talked about most of our listeners are probably already started their career or about to start their career. Just because you've done something for three to four years does not mean it's time for promotion oh, to manager. Jeez, oh man. <laughs> it does not mean Tell you're me ready to be a manager. It does not mean, I don't care if you were the number one salesperson that wrote the best press releases, had the most community appearances. It does not ever suddenly mean you're now I, promoted to manager. That is not the I, way the world works. All right. I, I've made this mistake uh, when I was young. As I, I remember this day vividly. I, my first year in baseball, maybe my second year in baseball, right? Battle Creek, Michigan. We're in a freaking house. And I go up to Marty. I say, Marty, I want to have a conversation with you and the uh, number two guy. His name was Brian Cheever. I said, I want to have a conversation with you and Cheever. You know, let's do it when everyone's gone uh, one day. And uh, uh, <laughs> he goes, and I said, all right. And we sit down and I say, you know, uh, I want to become a, uh, a general manager in this business. I really think that I've got the skill set to do it. And uh, I, want, I want you guys to, to help me uh, to go into that uh, role. Marty looks at me. He takes his glasses off. And he stands up. He goes, just go fucking sell. <laughs> and uh, and his thing, his to me was like control the controllable and that will come, right? Like yep. he, and he, he meant it in the most loving, endearing way possible, but it was focus on the task at hand. Don't worry, you know, that stuff will come. And then we had a longer conversation about it later, but he like... He had his glasses on. He was just like, I don't know if he was frazzled from the day, but he just kind of took it off and just says, just go fucking sell. Yeah. No, I mean, then you got your answer, right? You're like, uh, never mind. I'll uh, you know, I'm back. thinking to myself, right, we're going to we're going to the top. What kind and, of company uh, doesn't promote me after three months of hard work? This is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of business is this? Like, right. So that was that was so me being so young and dumb. But uh, I, I do remember that day. Uh, the other thing too is like this is another this is another thing for young folks to understand. Even when you get to our point in our career, be aware of your surroundings, right? So when you go into your boss's office and you're looking for said promotion, understand there's nothing to promote you to if your boss is the next level up, right? So like right. you might have to leave, and that's okay too if that's what's going to be required to go get what you actually are looking for. But the world isn't just like oh, I showed up, I did good, I got promoted, I took this next manager role. Like that, There's things that get in the way, such as other people in those roles. And unless they leave or move up, there's no opening. And that's just an unfortunate part of business that you, no matter whether you're in sports or not, you have to figure out and deal with. Yeah. But yeah, it the transition into a manager is one of the hardest things to pull off seamlessly without skipping a beat. And Everyone screws up when they first become a manager and it's okay. Like, just know that it's okay. And you're going to screw up, but don't be that person who just thinks they have it all figured out. Cause all of a sudden now they're a manager. 
Just don't be that person. So question for you, right? Albany Devils, you were basically running the business operation side of it, having all these people report to you. And then, you know, now in your Fenway role, yeah, you work with uh, some of the uh, the intern class, if you will. You've gone from managing a whole bunch of full-time people to, in all honesty, I don't know if you manage, I don't know what your management of uh, full-time people is now. Is it a harder transition when you, like, what about the other way? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it, it's, there's some relief in, in of it that, Look, when you're a manager and you're not the one doing the day-to-day overall grind, you're reliant on other people and you're kind of giving up control, right? And as type A individuals such as you and myself, you like control. And when you're doing it just for yourself and your main responsibility is you and then I have some other responsibilities with some of the younger folks at FSM, but you're still in control of your destiny when you're not necessarily just the manager, right? Yeah, Um, right. But it's it's weird. Like there's there's pros and cons on both sides. People ask me that question all the time. Uh, there's days where I would be like, you know what? It'd be much better to be the manager today. And there's days where I'm like, thank the Lord, I'm not dealing with something. Else. Yeah, like, right. Some I'm just done. like there's days where I'm like oh, I'm done. Like I'm done. Like good. See you later. Yeah, I would be at the out. office. I would be at the office. I remember vividly. It's seven thirty, eight thirty, nine o'clock, having these conversations with people because they'd come in your office at five o'clock to just talk. And it would just turn into just a long forever. discussion and forever. And I, lo- so I, I always kept uh, stuff to make Manhattans in uh, <laughs> office. Don't don't booze the bruise, but booze the bruise. Like you and I, I think are inherent teachers and motivators, and like that's why we do this podcast, right? Like we like that aspect yeah, of it. I agree. We, we like teaching and we like giving that type of advice. So I found another way to keep that part of my life going through this and having all those mentorships with UMass Boston and San Diego state. So like, I love that aspect of what we do, but there's also days where you're like, okay, good. I'm done at five o'clock and I can just go home. Yeah. Peace out. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a fine balance. Yeah. I, I, I agree. And I think the piece where you're just trying to make that transition is going to be key. And I encourage people to do as you say, talk to other people in other places. You know, there's all kinds of different ways to um, do the proverbial. Don't be uh, the person on LinkedIn posting ridiculous motivational. Oh, <laughs> like we, by the we way, talked about this. I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. Oh, the Johnny, you know, the hardo on LinkedIn oh. that tells me the seven different ways to be motivated today and why the sun or no, is sunny. The, I don't know. I found a I found a Twitter account. It's called the best of LinkedIn that they just call out people with their ridiculous. Oh, really? My nine year old came down to me today and said, Daddy, I would hope to help the people. And like, it's like ridiculous stuff that a kid would never say. They're like, no, your nine year old did not say that. And like their, their whole point of the post is like. Oh, if my nine-year-old could be like this, you should be able to be motivated too to get out there and hit the ground and make those cold calls. I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, this is not reality. Like, get out of here with this crap. Who are you talking to with this ridiculousness? Like, it's called the best of LinkedIn on Twitter. If you I'm gonna go I'm gonna go follow if, if follow you enjoy the best of LinkedIn. Yeah, if if you enjoy ridiculousness of people being called out for their absurd LinkedIn post, and I I will say our industry specifically ticket sales in our industry drives yeah, me. It is 27,000 followers. Oh yeah. No, it blew up quick. It was, following it's following one. And he's the, 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 the accounts following one. 
it's pretty it's pretty it's a great follow um but uh our industry on the ticket sales side sometimes is just I get a pit in my stomach if that was my manager when I see some of these posts. I'm like, oh my, like this. Anyway, is, this will make me laugh. This will make you laugh. Um, you know what I mean? Some of those things that you're like, this is not going to motivate me. Like this is not, this is not for me. Like I couldn't work for someone like that. Huh. Well, if you're looking for a managerial job, uh, indeed, right? Indeed. Or if you're a business owner. <laughs> or a business owner. Uh, even through sports, uh, even though sports had a break, your business didn't, you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. And is, uh, indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. So if you're a manager, right, you're going to be hiring people. Um, you only pay for what you need and pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown that have three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, that seems like a lot, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners uh, a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out uh, with $75 uh, credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. That is, uh, this is the best offer available anywhere. Uh, go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. What kind of throws me off is December 31st is not that far away. Uh, it's like eight weeks. Yeah, right. Eight weeks from Saturday. Halloween. Big day. Uh, pretty crazy that the 2021... Everyone's been wishing for 2121 to come. 21's going to be hard, too. I think people are going to be very disappointed at the turn of the calendar when nothing changes at midnight. Right. But anyway, we'll stay positive. We're having a positive podcast. Positive podcast, right? Helping people become managers. Yeah, become managers. Become we, managers. We've been right? we've been mentoring Michael Scott to one day so he can manage us and give us all the money. So like, we just need him to hear this so he knows what to do when he's our manager. <laughs> Yeah, right, Mike. This is kind of how we want to be managed. You know, I don't, <laughs> don't want to do a lot, but I want you to Don't talk me to me. Don't tell me what to do. Definitely don't put anything on LinkedIn about motivational quotes. Or <laughs> we will quit. Right. Well. Um, oh, you know what? Fun fact. Fun this, fact. This is courtesy of my uh, good buddy Lyle, Lyle Hoffman, who was a guest on our show. Uh, today was the first day, no sports, since July 22nd. That's a, uh, it's usually around the ESPYs, right? Yeah, with the All-Star break. But today, like, sports has been so crammed in, and then tonight's the first night there's literally nothing on television from a sports perspective. Maybe I'll watch The Office. No, you won't. No, there's no chance. It's like you <laughs> eating Taco Bell today. No chance. Look, if I go upstairs and Rachel's asleep, I might I might do an Instagram Live of me driving to go find a Taco Bell somewhere. That, hey, day in the life. Day, day in the life. 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 Um, we also, I, I, you wrote them down. We, we, were, we wanted to talk about something else. What was it? Oh, uh, follow up from last week. The uh, uh, mental health side of this. Yes. 
Um, want to say one of the most powerful emails we ever got was from someone who, uh, that I have ever gotten about this podcast was someone who uh, cried about. Uh, that was the. It was they got email. emotional from what we talked about, right? And I was I don't. Uh, and for me, I, I sent it to you and I said, chalk this up to the reason why we do this. Mm-hmm. I, I had so, a pretty poignant response, if I recall. I think it was, wow. <laughs> but wow, and like, Dynamite. oh, wow. Like, no, like, wow. Yeah, right. Like, no, I understand. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was wow. I, um, I had a I said, wow, I'm speechless. Me. Yeah. Wow. That's right. It was, ama- um, it was, it was the best email we've received. And I, and I. It was, was, totally was, totally was. And I, I don't want to get too far into it, you know, but, uh, no, no. You know, I think it was an emotional, it was an emotional thing. Um, and I think too, you know, um, there's some emotion into a sports career, right? Like, I'm the, I'll be 39 in December, and I well, kind of look at it, earth. yeah, right. Uh, that I still got what 30 years, 25 to 30 years at least working in this thing, and uh, I think too that you're gonna go through some some crap, right? There's gonna be some great times. And there's gonna be some crappy times. Yep. Um, and when I like as I, as I described in the podcast last week, uh, you know that I had to go. You know, I went to a therapist and all that stuff. Um, one of the main things that we talked about is uh, my professional life, and the reason I didn't go that uh, I was having trouble was because I never put the Scranton stuff behind me. And oh. I um, interesting. So were you, I were went, you holding on to a grudge. <laughs> holding on to a hell of a lot more than that. Um, my whole life, uh, you know, I talked about that with Marty, right? So, like, I'm a year maybe into this thing, and I'm saying I want to be the next general manager. All I cared about in my life going into this thing was becoming a minor league baseball uh, president and general manager. That was like, I was so hyper-focused uh, on that. When the time was right, I was going to go do it. And then Scranton came up. I just built a ball. We, I was just part of a ballpark build and rebrand in Omaha. They had a new one coming in Scranton. It was East Coast. I wanted to go back towards home. It was like perfect. Great ownership. Wonderful. Everything was perfect. And I thought I was on top of the freaking world. Probably arrogant when you um, go back and look at it. 29, I think, when I got the job. Um, 30 years old. President of the AAA affiliate of the freaking Yankees, right? Right. Life, is, this is top of the mountain type stuff, right? Top of the world type stuff. And team sells. Uh, this is two years into it. Team sells, and it just doesn't work. I don't know how else to say it. Like, they would agree with it. I agreed with it. Like, it didn't work, right? It just wasn't working. I was stressed out of my mind. I couldn't handle, like, what was going on. It just, like, I was either combination probably of immature, not ready to handle this type of stuff. Like, at the time, what am I, 32, maybe? Still a kid. Right. right. That was only, uh, and it just wasn't going to work. And I remember getting called, uh, like getting an email, like 1130 at night. Hey, why don't you, uh, why don't we have breakfast tomorrow? And we had kind of a bunch of meetings. I said, yeah, you're fine. See you at breakfast. And, uh, I walk in and, uh, that's when they kind of say it's time to move on. And, uh, I, it was like, world shattered 
like my world shat everything I gave a damn about shattered. And to make it more complicated, that was on a Tuesday. The Thursday before, Amy and I just put a deposit down on uh, fertility treatments to try and have a kid. We oh. couldn't have, we struggled naturally. <clears throat> yep. And um, we put a deposit down. Our insurance didn't cover anything. So it was like $19,000. So I was like, all right, I just got, I, I don't have a job. I just lost everything. I don't know what's going on. I just put this deposit down. And I thought, I remember going on a walk with my, with Amy and the two dogs that day. And it was like, we didn't say anything. It was just like the world exploded in our, in our little world, the world exploded. And then I remember, I thought that was the lowest. I thought it was the lowest. Then after the whole deposit and the fertility thing, we get a phone call after you go through all the stuff. It says Amy's not pregnant. I... I like I couldn't handle it. Like I right. just like I remember so go back, like I remember telling the staff about when is this? I'm sobbing. Like I can't uncontrollable crying. Um and say and then when the negative pregnancy thing came I I like it, <laughs> blah, blah, right? It just like didn't I couldn't handle like I couldn't handle it. And it seemed like I never put that away and like that emotion, that top of the mountain thing. And like the things that I was struggling with is like, I was trying to get back there. It's like, you get competitive, right? And you just like, and you get, and it was causing other problems. And it was like, because you never put that Scranton thing away of like understanding how that went. Um, it all went back. It went back. To, it went back to that. And, uh, you know, so some of this stuff, like, you know, uh, I don't know. It was pretty intense stuff. Uh, but, but now it's like, you know, uh, then it starts turning, right? And, uh, you know, I, I turn around, I ran the marathon. Why? Because no one thought that I could. And it was kind of like my F off to everybody. It was like, watch me. I can run a marathon, though I've never went on a jog before in my life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right? And uh, And then, like... I remember it was the marathon time and we were doing the fertility thing again. And um, that's when that one kind of like clicked and then it started getting better. And then it was meeting with uh, Red Sox and Pasa and it was like, it just started getting better. But, and so it like gets better, right? It's just like sometimes in the moment of this stuff is like, you know, it's, it can be over the top hard. Uh, yeah. And that's the, that's the part where you have to remind yourself that there is going to be light at some point, but at those darkest moments, it's tough. It's really tough. And the mind is a very tricky, powerful thing that we talked about last what week. What you put into it is what comes out, right? So if you're putting in negative thoughts, negative stuff's going to come out. You put in positive thoughts, positive stuff will come out. Um, but man, I'm telling you, because of, you know, whenever I uh, went to that uh, therapist, is like he got to it and we like had it out and it was kind of, uh, you know, it, it gets kind of raw of like, all right, you got to go like, uh, you got to go like get through this. And then, you know, that I tell you, talk about the Pearl Jam song, present tense is like, you can uh, sit here, uh, redigest and past regrets. Right. And it's like, that's all I was doing. Yep. And, uh, 
No, and, and that stuff's like just, and it makes you, you know, when you get past it, it feels like this liberating thing. Though I also don't feel like you're always 100 past it because I still go back and I think about it a lot. Yeah, no, there's there's certain things in life that you people can move on from, but you never get over. You just yeah, like, I think that's probably I think I, I think that's probably a good thing of what, kind of what's going on, or at least it, with this situation. And like, I'll be completely like I have moved on from what happened in my situation, which is nowhere near your situation specifically. I'll talk. I think it's always that remind yourself it's a job. But when you talk about pregnancies and kids, that changes the whole entire tone of everything, right? Yeah. The two were unrelated, but it just felt like you thought you were at the bottom. Oh, completely. And then it like... No, there, there's no... And then like you're like... It puts, things, it puts things into perspective, right? Like, oh, I lost my job, but then the pregnancy thing is way worse. Yeah. <laughs> but that all ended up being good now. No, it's know? all great. You know, now you it's all great. Kids and wonderful. And I live... It all worked out. It all worked out fine. Um, it's still working itself out. I don't feel like it's worked out. Does that make sense? Like, of course. I, no, I, I, I can attest. Look, this year for me personally to have when we talked about in the middle of this podcast, the success that I busted my ass to get to, to have a career banner a year, to have it wiped away in the blink of an eye. I'm not over that. Um, yeah. And every day it, it it hurts to sit and be like, I never reaped the benefits of all that hard work. And I can't make that back up. Like there's no, and right in, in, in this given moment, there's nothing I can do right now today that can even like you lose, people lose sales, right? Like something falls apart. Things go sideways. People don't renew. You can go out and do a new deal and move on. You pick yourself up. That's just the way the world we live in. I feel like I can't do that right now. Like yeah, right. I don't that, have the, you don't have that opportunity. And with the, so much uncertainty still facing us, I'm terrified to do more deals and have them just flip away again in 2021. Like it's, it's a mental block of like, this sucks. Like yeah. if I go yeah. get a massive deal tomorrow and it's gone again on April, like do I want to feel that pain again? Cause it's, it's annoying. And, but I think it all goes back to kind of like this mental health thing is like mental totally. health real. Right. And oh it's my like, God. Yeah. And you, you've got to, you know, it's hard to stay positive sometimes, but it's also like when you are positive, it's like when you're in a good spot, right? Like, and like things are going great. It's also time like, hey, it's not always going to be this way. Roller coaster, baby. Right now, just like chill and enjoy it, right? Because. Well, you got to have to, you, so that's in, in our business, you got to have to level out the waves, right? You can right, never totally get too agree. high. You can never get too low. And I know right now that's a hard for a lot of people. I've had a lot of conversations in the past week with some folks and they appreciated just the transparency and they understood they're not on the, by, they're not by themselves. They're not feeling alone when I explain to them how I sometimes feel. Uh, and I think that goes for a long way for anybody out there. It's like getting that reassurance from other people that it's, it's okay to not be okay, but don't be okay, not be okay by yourself. Cause that's where you're going to get in trouble. Right. And, um, I, I, uh, I, I, I agree with you. I don't want to bring that, podcast down but i also want to be kind of you know we we hit a pretty heavy thing last week i think i also had some folks that were asking about it a little bit so i just said you know what f it right like this is what happened this is what i probably still struggle with um you know and it's it's hard but life's hard right like now it's uh you know you sit there and you just say and i think 
you know that I I don't know why, but the Jordan documentary when they said it was the most he, Jordan was the most present person, and it's that present moment awareness that I try to uh, to do is like you know when you're you have uh, you know your kids are doing something great, you just kind of like sit there and go, cool, right? Like something good happened at work, cool, right? Yeah. Like just kind of kind of uh, sit there and, and 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 enjoy it. So, um, you know, it's. It's it's all good, but I think too one of the things if you go back to the manager conversation, you talk about the roller coaster, right? Huh. So you don't want to have the roller coaster be like, we're the greatest thing ever, we're the worst place in the whole world, <laughs> yeah, right? And like have that, it's like you just need to like, it's good right now, great. It's not as good right now. We got to fix some stuff. I just said um, in the middle, of this, we won the World Series two years ago today. The Red Sox. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say Red's... that we're at the top of the mountain today? <laughs> no, probably not. But, you played with a worse than Pawtucket team last year. <laughs> so you just, to the point, like, enjoy the highs, but realize you can get knocked down yeah. pretty quick. Just, yeah. Uh, don't be anxious about the lows either. Just enjoy that there's a high. Yep. Right? Yep. And just, in, just, in, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. Um, like you should enjoy. Uh, F- football. Football. Bet online. Football is back, baby. Football is back in full swing for some folks. I think my football season is already. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Oh, I just rem- I got who you. Here are. we go, Steelers. Here we go. I gotta Sorry, get. I'm done. I gotta get you that ball. I gotta get you that bottle of alcohol. Um, <laughs> you don't have to t- twist my arm. Uh, yeah, my Giants. They've been. They've. They've won one game this year. Have a socially bucks. distance. You. You got a brand new kind of back patio. Uh, yeah, so but maybe it's, we can it's have gonna some... snow on Friday, so that 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 might be. Yeah, but there'll be a sixty degree day. That's true. Uh, well, no, we're gonna go. I want to go to Worcester with you soon too. I want to go check That's out the right. ballpark. That's right. We gotta we gotta go see the park. We might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on every possible chance to win this season, from game spreads and totals to team and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. There we go. Um, all right. We've been talking for a while, but there's one thing that I want to just bring up to you. I heard on another podcast uh, I have a golf podcast. I, I'm a big, you know, I love playing golf. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world. And they were having a debate unrelated to golf mm-hmm. about jerseys. Yep. All right. I'm, I'm going to share with our listeners and you my hard and fast jersey rule. All right. If the person is younger than you, you can't wear that person's jersey. If they are older than you, you can wear that person's jersey. It's fine. But I think there should be a caveat. I think it should be at least at least five years older. I have a Greg Lloyd jersey that I wear for the Steelers, one of the great linebackers in the early 90s, early mid-90s. Wear my Greg Lloyd jersey occasionally. But I'm not going to go buy a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. Uh, I'm not going to have a Juju Smith-Schuster jersey. Or see, anything now, see, like Juju, that. See, that is that's where ridiculous. you and I disagree. That's where you and I disagree. What? The Juju I agree with because you're he's he's too young. But you were still like 
I think once you get so Ben started when you were 22, probably right. Like you were probably 22. Ben, uh, uh, they were dra- he was drafted same my year as Eli year in college. Yeah, same, yeah, same year as Eli. Yeah. Um, so I the only jersey at this point from a player of the Giants era that I would wear would be Eli because is of, Eli older or younger than you? He's a year older than me. Fine, that falls within my acceptability well, you said five, parameters. You said, well, you said five years. But yeah, I think, but I can make an exception. No, I think that changes. That I think that changes when you get to our age. So, like, but not that there's many five years older than us playing. I'm Tom saying, Brady. I'm saying, Tom. yeah, he's the only one. I'm saying in your 30s, when you're younger, in your young 20s, and you get a guy whose jersey's in someone's 24, 25, that's fine. I don't know, man. No, that's fine. Like, if you're 22, no, and the first, I, it's my hard and fast rule. Hard and fast rule. If you older, were, younger. If you were a 21 year old Red Sox fan and you bought a Mookie Betts jersey when he was, but he'd be older than you. No, when he was 20, I'm saying when he was 24, that's fine. But it's still older, right? It's not it's five still years. Older. That's not your five year rule. All right. I can make an exception. I don't think it's. But old, yes, I agree with you. If you're a 50 year old person, you should not be wearing a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Correct. That's Correct. creepy and weird. Don't ever do that. Yes. If you're 27 years old and you're wearing I don't a even college care if you jersey, went to Clemson. It's your alma mater. You should wear anything but that jersey. Right. Hard and fast rule. That's that. I I agree with that. There's a creepiness factor. Total creepiness. Specifically with the college kids, and then even the minor leagues. The minor leagues are into it too. Like they'll get the they'll get the jerseys. Like the the season ticket holders will go get names made totally. on the jerseys, and I'm like, no. Nope. Shouldn't do it. No, that's weird. No, nope. it's just weird. Weird, very weird, very weird. Don't do that. That's weird. Yes, I agree All with right. that. Get a blank jersey, right? That's fine. Or just wear a historical player's jersey. Right, right. Greg Lloyd. That's fine. Like I could wear get a Lawrence Taylor jersey. LT, Great. Phil Sims, Strahan, all good. All good. Eli's my cutoff. He is my cutoff. I won't wear. Yeah, Ben's younger than me, so he can't. Like, I would never go buy a Daniel Jones jersey, ever. Right, exactly. Never. Don't do that. In a million years. Never in a million years. Correct. All right. um, I think we've talked enough tonight. What do you think? Sure. It's our podcast. We can decide when when we're done. We can go another hour if you want. We can stay on on while I drive to Taco Bell (laughs) again. (laughs) We're not going to do that. I have uh, a boatload of work i got to get done tonight, but... uh, part of the gig part of being the boss that's part of being the boss um all right it was fun i'll talk to you later later